Okay. Well, today's Wednesday, so we have a chapter, but it's a, it's a short chapter, chapter five of Shar HaYichu Ve'amunah, The Gate of Unification and Belief. I'd like to dedicate today's Chitas class to my son, Shnei Zalman. His birthday is today. Yesterday, we finished chapter four, and we explained that there are two godly attributes at work in creation, God's kindness and God's judgment. His attribute of kindness, which is one with him, is the energy of creation. His attribute of judgment, which is one with him, is the ability of constriction. And the constriction we explained is necessary because otherwise creation couldn't happen. The entity being created would be overwhelmed and just subsumed in the godliness to the degree that it would just fall apart. It would just revert to godly nothingness. So based on that, we continue in chapter 5, that when we look in our sages, our sages say, they have a saying, originally, so to speak, God thought to create the world with the trait of judgment, but he saw the world wouldn't survive, so he joined to the judgment compassion. Compassion meaning that we see godliness in the world. We see godliness in the saintly people in the world. And we see godliness in the wonders, in the ways that God breaks nature. We see that written in Tyra. And, of course, we see it in our life as well. Whenever you see something that is more overtly manifest revelation of godliness, it's, again, a reassurance, a sign of God in the world. There are those miracles that completely break nature. And then within miracles, within nature, there's three levels. There are miracles that sort of like Hanukkah or Purim. It's within nature very loosely, stretching it quite a bit. And then there's a lesser level, meaning it's much more within nature, but still, if you look at it, it's obvious it's a miracle. And then the ultimate miracle, so to speak, is a miracle that you don't even see because it's so encased by nature that you wouldn't even notice it. You wouldn't even know it's a miracle, which actually is the greatest energy of the miracle. But that miracle you don't see, it doesn't remind you of God because you don't even know about it. But all the others, those which break nature, as written in Torah, and those which very loosely are found within nature, and those which are found within nature, but everyone knows. I mean, that was a miracle. All of those things make you feel and sense and be aware of God's presence in the world. That's the compassion mitigating the judgment. So the Zayar explains that by heaven above, on the side of godliness, we have the right side and the left side. Right always signifies compassion, kindness, and left always signifies judgment. That's why in Jewish law, unless you're lefty, we always put right first, like you put your right shoe on first. We always do everything first with the right because we want to emphasize God's kindness. So there's a spiritual right and a spiritual left, God's kindness and God's judgment, and both of them are godly. 
which means, as we explained above, neither can we can grasp, because on the world of Atsilus, on this first of the four worlds within our spiritual solar system, Atsilus is so God and so little to almost none sense of self, so all of God's attributes are completely one with him. We don't really see a separation. That's why Atsilus is from the word Netzal. It's not a nivra. It's not created. It's Netzal. It's just a natural evolution. Like the verse says, Atsaltim and Haruach. It just is naturally evolving and flowing. Or some say it comes from the word Etzel, next to. So on that level of Atsilus, we can't get it. Just as we explained last chapter, we're elaborating on this more now. We can't even get his traits because his traits are so one with him. On the lower spiritual world, Bria and even more on Yitzira and even most on Asiya, as the traits become more and more defined and seemingly more and more separate, they become separate seemingly enough for us to grasp them, but not on Atsilus. So since these attributes of creation the kindness of the spiritual world of Atsilos is creating, and the judgment of the spiritual world of Atsilos is holding back and constricting. So, as we said, it's impossible. We don't understand him. His traits are one with him at that point of creation. So we can't understand these energies. Even Maisha, the greatest prophet, exclusive of Mashiach, even Maisha, his prophecy could not be on Atsilus directly, meaning it was Atsilus. But it was Atsilus as it went down into Bria. And even in Bria, it really had to be in the lower elements of Bria, not Chesed and Gvura, not kindness and judgment. That's too high. Had to go down into the inner dimension of Netzach, Chayd, Only there could he grasp. So we're talking about Maisha. We're talking about the greatest prophet. He couldn't see Atsilus. Which is sort of strange, and the Rebbe actually later in time he discusses this concept because we know the Arizal, for example, Rabbi Gloria saw Atsilus. But we're not talking here about seeing on the level of understanding. Maisha understood Atsilus. Maimonides understood Atsilus. The Arizal understood Atsilus. We're talking here of sight, of prophecy, of direct revelation. So even Maisha, who was privy to revelations of Atsilus, but to get the Pneumius, to get the inner dimension of Atsilus, it had to go down into the next world, Bria, and even there, to get the inner dimension and not an external level, it had to go down to much lower dimensions of God's traits. Not Chesed and Gevura, not even to Ferris, but Netzachayd and Yisrael, the fourth, fifth, and sixth, of the divine emotions in the world of Bria, which is where Tzadikim grasp godliness after passing. Meaning, after a soul departs from this world and is purified, there's a concept of Gan Eden, of entering into a celestial realm to enjoy the godliness accrued through all of the Tyre and during this lifetime. It's like an amazing waiting room, in a sense, waiting for a Mashiach, for the redemption to happen. 
So there's a Gan Eden on the world of Yetzirah, which is the Gan Eden for most good Jews. But there's a higher Gan Eden on the world of Bria. Bria is what we were just talking about in terms of Moshe's prophecy. Bria is the world of understanding. So the pleasure of Bria is a pleasure of understanding God. And those people who serve from emotions created by understanding the very, very righteous, they ascend to the world of Bria. And therefore, Moshe's prophecies to be able to understand the inner dimension of the God that you're seeing extended to the world of Bria. And this is, what I would never goes into some detail here on this idea of how in Ganeiden, what's given to the souls is really the secret of all the permutations of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, of the Aleph phase, which as we explained in the beginning of this unit, is the secret of all creation. All creation is letters, the energy of letters. So this same energy of letters is really expressing the secrets of Tyra that these very, very saintly souls are receiving in Ganeiden. And this is their food, because Tyra is our food. Mitzvahs are garments, meaning when a soul is in Gan Eden, primarily the soul is benefiting from Torah learned in this world. Mitzvahs primarily are helping us by Tchiyas HaMesim, by the time of Mashiach. But in the world to come, Gan Eden, that beautiful waiting room we were talking about before, between this life afterlife, and Mashiach, when the souls are waiting for Mashiach to happen, so they're enjoying, they're basking in godly energy created by, primarily, the Torah they learned in this world. And the Rebbe is explaining that all the Torah they learned in this world is now feeding them in the world to come, meaning Gan Eden, as they're really absorbing the secret of the Torah they learned in this world. Because Tyra is the only food the soul has. Ganadin is a spiritual reality. Tyra is a very spiritual entity. And the spirituality of Tyra is absorbed by the souls in Ganadin. That's why not every Jew experiences Ganadin, unfortunately, because not every Jew has Tyra. But every Jew will experience the resurrection of the dead and ultimately the redemption, Mashiach, because every Jew has Mitzvah. And the resurrection of the dead is about a physical experience. Souls back in bodies. And then what we did with bodies, mitzvahs, is very significant. And therefore all the mitzvahs we've done throughout our lifetime will have enormous spiritual significance for us by the resurrection of the dead in Mashiach. And all the Torah we learn feeds our soul, both feeds our soul now in this world, and feeds the souls in Ganidin as they wait for Mashiach to happen. Of course, the mitzvahs we've done on some level, obviously, help in Ganidin as well, the Rebbe is saying, because they're like garments. If you think of a garment like, um, garment really means here in terms of sort of like sunscreen, that you would have, if you're outside, so some people put on complete protection and then they don't get any color at all and you wouldn't even know they were outside. And some people put on oil or just let themselves burn. 
But some people use a sun protection that filters out the rays that are not healthy for their body, but allows the other rays to penetrate so they can also get a tan. So that sunscreen is akin to the function of the garments of mitzvahs when the soul is in Gan Eden. Because all the godliness you've done your entire life, all the Torah you've learned, all the mitzvahs you've done, all that creates the rays of God's energies that you absorb in Gan Eden. But the rays can be very intense. So the filter of the sunscreen of the garments created by the mitzvahs allows you to absorb what you can absorb, to bask in the glow of God's presence, the presence created by your tyrant mitzvahs, but not be overwhelmed by it to the degree that you wouldn't be able to exist as an independent entity. So the tyrant is feeding you, which is the main thing you need, and we're being told you're being fed by the secrets of tyrant based on the tyrant you learned in this world. And the mitzvahs are protecting you so you can absorb without being blown away by the godly energies of Gan Eden until, of course, Mashiach comes, and then the souls go back to their bodies. And then we said at that point, more supreme than the Tyra, which was the supreme significance of Gan Eden, is the supremacy of mitzvahs as we're now back again, souls and bodies, in a physical world with bodies that physically were involved in mitzvahs. And that is the time of the day. Any questions?